Good evening, everybody. This is the Doom Slayer's Den, episode 20. And I am Doom Slayer. And tonight, we have a special guest with us. We have Mr. Sinbai Games. He is a, and correct me if I'm wrong, you used to work for Ubisoft, but now you are working for Arcane Leon, which is uh, the other Arcane that did Dishonored. Correct? Yeah, the main arcane, yeah. The main arcane. So, uh, welcome everybody. Um, get to the panel real quick, and we'll get the whole show started. I'm going to start with Mr. Bushido. How are you doing tonight, sir? A lot better. A lot, lot better. better? No no more sickness or anything like that? You're, you're... Just sore throat, just slightly. I mean, it flares, and then it goes away, and flares, and goes away. Believe me, I'll live with that compared to the way it was the first four days. Well... I'm just happy to have you back here. So um, I didn't need the uh, producer and the the uh, heavy lifting guy here um, <laughs> to disappear. So I appreciate that. Uh, next, um, I'm going to go to Triple Combo Gaming. How are you doing, sir? Doing pretty good. Just uh, ready to get the show started. Cool. Uh, and my other two panelists, I don't know which one to go to because they're both muted. Uh, which which one should I go to? Uh, oh no, they're both unmuted. Okay. <laughs> Mister Retro, how are you doing tonight, sir? Oh, my cousin. Yes. Yeah, I'm very well. How are you? Doing good. You saw the pictures of my brand new Crocs, right? I did not burn them. Oh my god! I did. I put a flamey emoji under them. I was trying to burn them. <laughs> it wasn't working. No. Uh, no. Get harder next time, then. <laughs> and last but not least. Mr. Inferno, how are you doing tonight, sir? Ooh, running a little late, but uh, I'm doing all right. Um, just still trucking along with Skyrim, trying to make way for the greatness that is Horizon Forbidden West. Ooh, nice. Uh, that yeah, I think you're going to enjoy it a lot. I I just think you are. I think you are. Yeah, but, um, but uh. Like I said, introducing our guest, Simbi Games. Um, you know what? Uh, I'm going to not even worry about the, the quick stories right now, but I want to get the, um, some background on you. Um, when did you start gaming? What was your first uh, system, the game, maybe favorite game, that kind of thing? Well, uh, when I was young, my uh, uncle introduced me to like you know Atari and to uh, early like PCs. So what is it like the uh, Radio Shack? Uh, I forget the name of it, but the Radio Shack that uh, you know to play games you had to have a tape deck, <laughs> things like that. Oh, wow! <laughs> what about oh sheesh? Yeah, and so like when I was like four or five, he tried to introduce me to stuff, and ever since I was addicted. So there you go. Nice. But, yeah, definitely. NES is like the real first step, right? Because I don't really remember Atari that much because I was four or five. <laughs> you don't remember like uh, Intellivision or ColecoVision or anything like that? Definitely remember seeing. Well, I mean, I know it now well, but like back then, I remember seeing the the number pad and putting the stuff over top of the number pad, like the the layover. There, the yeah. every game had its that. insert. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. But other than that, I don't remember it. <laughs> forgot all about that 
you, you slide that in and it gives you whatever commands that is over the the numbers. Man, I forgot about that. Yeah, because all you had was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, nine, and here it was right. like, oh, yeah. two is up, and <laughs> yeah. yo, that yeah. tells you that tells you how uh, old we are, babe. Uh. And we're not we're not even in our fifties yet. So, uh, I'll, 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 I'll listen. I'll keep it to myself, okay? So you don't worry. You look like you're. Uh, about my age, but um, okay. So you went from um, uh, the NES and that stuff, and then uh, Sega, PlayStation, anything. I mean, what what would be your your favorite console uh, to you? Super Nintendo. Super Nintendo. Okay. Yeah, I think that was mine too for like ever. Just my memories with it. What were yeah, basically like I stuck with Nintendo, but I had everything. I was lucky because my father was interested in it, but it was really because of his brother. Right. So it was like my uncle, right? And so we just had everything. That we makes had, it more easier. Yeah. And so even still I still gravitate gravitated towards like I had the Genesis, but I'm like, yeah, I play Mortal Kombat there, but then I played on the Super Nintendo. And I had a thirty two X and I had a Sega C D and all that stuff, but it's like I'm still going to play my Super Nintendo. <laughs> right. That's cool. I didn't have the Sega CD. I was the only one I didn't have. That's or the Sega Saturn. Yeah, I went straight to... Was it PlayStation, I think, at the time? I think it was a Saturn and PlayStation was out at the same time. I forgot. Same year. Or... Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, I remember. That and the... uh forgot the one that was a tape deck. Um, the one that was made from that... uh. TV company, uh, um, the games were like um, not cinematic. Ugh, I don't even want to give it that kind of respect, but oh, Philip CDI, Philip, that's it. Yes, and so I sat there one day trying to figure out which one I wanted, and I said, I guess I'll just go to PlayStation then. And thank God. <laughs> so, Alex, um, what what got you into um, you know game design? Uh, just by luck. Really? Yes. So that that's that's the thing that like a lot of people who they 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 love games and they want to make games and so they'll go into a degree in gaming or they'll they themselves will just learn as a hobby uh, coding simply or something simple like that or just learning how to use an actual uh, engine like Unreal or something. Well, obviously it's like Unity is the big thing, right? To just kind of start with. And a game maker now. And um, mine was not like that at all. Uh, my degree was in social and urban geography. Deep. Really? Yeah. So my master's was in urban geography. And uh, I moved to France specifically because I met my wife in America. And so I moved here because of her. Um, she's from the Annecy region of France. So, um, Haute Savoie, it's, uh, right France. next to, uh, it's France, pronounced France. Yeah. France. It's next to, <laughs> next to Geneva. Uh, so just across the border. And, um, yeah, so i I was here and I just got lucky because, uh, Ubisoft Annecy is in Annecy, the main city 
here. And I was like, yeah, I might as well try. And their games, Ubisoft games really revolve around like urban environments and trying to keep things realistic and looking realistic, uh, but still make it fun for the player to be involved inside. Right. Right. And so they were like, Hey, uh, could you use that expertise to help us with Assassin's Creed Unity? And I said, sure, why not? Like, it was literally just like that. Wow. So that's what your thing was. You were more of a level designer? Yeah, like, I'm straight up just a level designer. If people ask me, like, oh, so what's it like learning code? And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's probably one of the other questions I was going to ask, too, because... Um, I had someone mention it uh, before in another space. They were saying that, um, um, and well, that most of developers are their abilities are transferable, and I kept telling them it wasn't the case. And so, because it, it became an argument about the porting games to um, PC, and so uh, it was uh, the guys. The guy was saying that, "Hey, look, those five hundred people working on that port, they could have been doing something else." And I was like, no, I, I don't think so, man. I don't think it works like that. And he said, no, I'm pretty sure that they're transferable. And I was like, no, I'm pretty sure it's not. And so he, the first thing he mentioned was you. And he said, get Alex in here. I said, I was too busy to come in here in the space, man. And so after that, I thought about saying, hey, I'll ask him that one on the show. Yeah, like uh, Ubisoft Fantasy is not a very big studio, right? But like uh, Riders Republic and Steep, those are both on PC and they're on uh, uh, every console. It, it's weird because I'm pretty sure that the team that does like some of the PC porting work or like at least optimization and co- like a, I forget the name of the position, but basically delivering code between teams and stuff. Those teams are all different on each side. So you have console teams, you have PC teams, stuff like that. Obviously uh, Ubisoft is gigantic. So I wouldn't be surprised in our, in, well, I say our, but I'm gone now, but in their studio, they might not have even had a team that was for PC base and they farmed it out to, you know, Ubisoft uh, Bucharest or Ubisoft uh, Shenzhou or whatever in China. So who knows? Gotcha. Yeah, they're, just, they're all such different groups, so it doesn't really transfer. It's like me; I just I work I work on the game world, and that's all I do. And I'm I'm not optimizing for anything. I'm not worried about like oh, what's this going to be on? I'm worried about making sure that it's like it feels lived in, looks lived in, looks historically accurate. Well, it depends on what franchise I'm working on, and make sure the data lines up and that it's still fun as a level design aspect for the player to, you know, move around inside of it. That is not too historically accurate where it would be fun to jump across, like say in an Assassin's Creed, but whoever takes my decisions and then tries to say, okay, now we need to optimize for console. That's up to them, a different team that would remove assets from a game world to make sure it ran, you know? Gotcha. Oh, okay. Did you work on uh, black flag? Yeah. Black flag was actually like the first big, AAA because when I first came in, they were looking for testers for uh, Child of Light and Valiant Hearts. And I said, sure. So I tested on those two. But then immediately they're like, can you test on Assassin's Creed Unity or I'm sorry, Black Flag? 
because we we need you to look at that because you know you have that degree. Just look at uh, test these things here. I was like, sure. When I did that, after they uh, had said, hey, you know, you have this expertise. Why don't you apply it to you know, world design and world artists? Is what they say at Ubisoft. And it's like, yeah, you're, you're actually right. Why not? So I went for it, right? Because you know, I love gaming. So I was like, why not? So. You worked on Black Flag. I'm still stuck on that one part um, because that was my favorite Assassin's Creed for like until or Origins came out. That was that was my favorite for like ever. I still won't even uh, delete that off my hard drive. I still think it's a, a fantastic game. So uh, kudos to you guys for that one. Is yeah, that good? No, go ahead. I was gonna say there specifically. If you look up Ubisoft and a C. Um, the studio worked on the multiplayer portion of that. So really what I was testing was the multiplayer maps, right? Because oh, okay. that, that was the first game that got multiplayer really in there, uh, competitive, right. and it was good, but it's gone from the franchise, sadly. Yeah. So I would like to ask something about Ubisoft that I was instructed that we can't, so I'm going to move on from that. And uh, ask, uh, what was your first? Oh, you already told us what your first big AAA uh, game was. Um, oh yeah, what were some of the biggest challenges challenges um, that you guys face when it comes to making um, AAA games? Mm, it's the size of the teams. Like, man. Okay, so Assassin's Creed Unity. I can talk about this now because it's long enough away. Assassin's Creed Unity was an absolute shit show of a development cycle because there were so many studios with with you know their hands on the project. It, it was insane. Uh, I don't know if it was some dumb number like twelve different studios or something like that or more. Where it's like they're all working on because that was supposed to be like the big end all be all big. Uh, Assassin's Creed for next gen, right? And there were so many cooks in the kitchen and trying to get del- assets, asset delivered here and trying to talk to this team there and they're in a different time zone, completely different continent and talking to all these people back and forth. It made that game like a living hell. And I remember like our team specifically, we were not working on concepts or design or anything like that. that it was Ubisoft Montreal joint, right? That The main Assassin's Creed team. But Ubisoft Paris and Ubisoft Annecy were leading. They were like, hey, we need you to go to Paris. Well, that's interesting. That's cool. Look at these this old data. So basically, we're looking at like old maps that were given to us by the, the uh, oh my gosh, I forget the word in English. That's terrible. The Marie de, de, de Berry. Um, the, the mayor's office. There you go. So they, they had histor- historical archives on the different steps it it which uh, each epoch of of Paris, what it looked like at this stage and this stage and this stage. It's like, okay, cool. So we kind of guesstimate what it actually looked like during the revolution, because as you can remember, that period was really shitty. So a lot of those records are gone. Um, so kind of like in between both, but then also taking like, there was a team that took scans of uh, Notre Dame, and then we had to convert that into the game world. Somebody else did that, asset creation. But then we went in and placed things around to make sure it looked more realistic to, like, clutter and things. And that was an awesome project. The problem is 99% of those assets were made in, like, Canada. So getting those assets over here and then actually having to be like, oh, well, this asset actually is messed up here. Do you have a new version of that? Waiting for that time period for the, you know, the 
the email back from somebody who, God forbid, they were on vacation or, you know, the time zone, obviously it's like six hours, seven hour difference. Like it, it was awful. And that is the biggest challenge of AAA development now because it's spread across too, it's just spread too far around the world. Right. Right. Is it, is that common to happen that, you know, um, like you say, either too many cooks or having issues. Cause we, we keep hearing sometimes of certain games being the development hell. And, um, I've, you know, since we don't know anything about game development, I was always wondering how common is that? No, not really. I mean, like a lot of I'm trying to think about like maybe two other studios helped out with, um, uh, Riders Republic before it came out. But obviously, the total number of studios is probably higher because there's probably little things that people did, but that didn't matter, it, you know, because only little. But when you actually had to team up with certain uh, studios, it would maybe two or three maximum. But here, I don't. Assassin's Creed Unity just got out of control, right? And so, like, if it's staying with inside France, no problem. If it's staying with inside Canada, no for Ubisoft perspective, right? Because they're right. they're very French Canadian, French company. But in those aspects, no problem. But I don't I don't know what it's like a, a company like Activision. Like everybody, well, everybody there uh, on Call of Duty, they're all like in America, North America. So it should be easier for them, I suppose. Right. But who gotcha. knows, right? Right. So basically, it's easier if you guys are all inside the same building, then as opposed to, like you said, different continents and different yeah. countries. Okay. There was okay. a guy that I worked with at Ubisoft NC, um, who he came from Infinity Ward, uh, and he worked on basically all the major Call of Duties. I think uh, from Black Ops onward or whatever. I can't remember. It's not Black Ops, but whatever the last big uh, Modern Warfare three or two, two. There we go. And he left and came to France specifically because he said he got sick and tired of like uh, the cog in the machine feel, even though his position was really important, just how big that company had become. I mean, that is probably the biggest, biggest problem now is the fact that like things are just so big on a massive scale. So it's not even just the difference between like a studio in Montreal talking to a studio in France. No problem. It's a difference between like you go to a studio and the studio is like 500 people. I'm like, holy shit, you know? I, and I get it. Uh, they have to be that big because they have to produce, right? Go, go, go. Right. Is, is that a common thing? It's not a common thing. Uh, is that really a thing? Because, as, of course, we're asking on the outside, but is that a common thing or is that a thing where a developer no matter whatever the position is, we'll get tired of working on one project like forever and want to do something else. Yeah. I mean, turnover is insane in the industry in general. Right now it's actually not so bad. Uh, right now the problem is that there's not really a lot of new, uh, new blood coming into the industry right now. And so like, that's a big problem. A lot of big companies are like, where are these people to fill these positions? We need to get games out. Oh my God. Right. They're all freaking out. And that's why a lot of games got delayed here because of that whole COVID situation. Right. Um, it's not just from working from home. It's also like working from home and then also being like, Hey, does anybody want to work this job? And there's just nobody in the area to do it because they either went back to, you know, back to their uh, hometowns because of COVID or they went back to their countries because of COVID, or they're just not interested in moving their jobs because of COVID. So, 
But um, yes, it is very normal for lots of turnover. It's very normal for people to just be like burned out and just go to something else. I think that a, something like when I reference like Call of Duty, that makes sense. They're just pumping out Call of Duty like crazy, right? Like that, right. That's your job. Do it. <laughs> I, our turnover at the NSC studio was, it was there as any other tech job, I think. And it just happens in all uh, tech positions, like uh, developer positions, I should say, coders and stuff like the the, the bottom line, right? Um, that probably wasn't because we were forced to make Steep 1, 2, 3, 4, right? No, or, or Riders Republic 1, 2, 3, no. Riders Republic was an evolution of Steep, but it was the same type of game. So maybe some people got burned out by that, right? But I right. think what really burnt them out is the fact that it is still like um, Ubisoft has a specific way of working and c- c- networking with multiple studios across large or over continents, right? And that can burn people. Uh, same as like somebody who works in like a big 500 person studio at somewhere in Activision or whatever, they could probably be burnt out because. Yeah, it's one studio, and they don't have to worry about that so much. But also, <laughs> they're slaving away at making one game, right? Ugh. Right. Yeah, I was wondering if that was kind of stressful or something that could be a um, turnoff. Because I thought about the first game I thought about was Call of Duty, and I was like, man, I said if somebody had been working on that all this time, and finally you get with uh, Microsoft, I wonder if they get a chance to work on something different now. Because man. It's got to yeah. be, be years that they even thought about working on something else. That's what I, t- I think I talked to you before about it, where I said that I would, if I were, uh, Phil Spencer doesn't have this kind of choice. Like he's not the one who actually makes a choice on like what a studio is going to do or not do. Right? right. There's a committee on that. But like if I'm part of that, I would say Raven Software's director came to me and said, Hey, I have made comments in the past on podcasts <laughs> publicly. I've said this, right. that I, I literally was a ground floor developer on Hexen and Heretic, and I became the director of the studio. I would like to do this again. We have the chance to, now that we're one big company, can we? I would say, yeah, sure, go for it. Because, like, why not, right? Like, get them to be, like, flex their muscles in a different way and also, like, let them, maybe that brings things up quality-wise in the studio. Not like they're not quality, because they do make really good games. Yeah. I think that gives them more of an opportunity. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, especially working for Microsoft to be able to do something else because it's just about content now. Um, yeah. As opposed to, I know with uh, AAA companies, and then we talked about that today too. Um, how, um, listen, I understand it's a business, and a lot of people don't usually get the concept of or why we keep seeing the same franchises over and over and over again, but. They have to make money. I understand that. But I do understand also, too, as a gamer, the aspect of not getting new experiences is something that um, is hard to deal with sometimes. What is something that as a uh, um, level designer or a game developer or whatever the position that that you guys would like for us gamers to understand more so because, you know, we don't know too much about the inside workings of the business and a lot of um, misinformation is not spread on purpose, but, you know. Yeah, the, the, the biggest thing is 100% is that people need to realize that we know exactly the major bugs that you're seeing, 
but usually like people overreact as usual. They're like, Oh, this bug it's on. Oh my God. I can't believe it's in here. Right. It's unacceptable. Okay. Most of the bugs that are in there that everybody's experienced, they're in there because it doesn't bot. It doesn't hurt you from playing the game. Right. Like it doesn't stop you. It's just one of those things where you're like, God damn this, this, I don't want this bug. I don't want to see this. So something like Bethesda, I think of like, Oh, falling through the stairs and getting that kind of bug. That could be detrimental, very detrimental, right? right? But in general, that game auto saves after every uh, every time you like enter a cell in the in their um, engine, and it's like, yeah, that sucks. But they know, and they've known for months or years or decades. Like they they know, right? right. And so when people tell me, like, um, uh, a friend of mine was like. Uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla talking about some of the bugs and stuff there. And I'm like, Oh, trust me, they know. And like, well, yeah, but why, why is this not getting fixed? Like, listen, things get fixed over time. Right. But what's really more important is that like you experiencing a flying horse randomly in the game world, not your horse, hopefully, because if it's your horse then you're screwed, but like (laughs) a random (laughs) flying horse in the game and you're still playing the game. Well, guess what? It doesn't matter, right? It, mm-hmm. Yes, it took you out a little bit, and that sucks. It's the equivalence of basically your electricity shutting off while you're watching a movie. Yeah, that sucks, but it didn't ruin the movie, right? Like, yeah, you're yeah, like, no. damn. So, like, developers know this, especially people that are, you know, bug fixing and doing that kind of stuff and UI bugs and things like that. Th- th- those teams are doing that. I'm lucky because level design, you don't really get that kind of stuff. Like, people don't yeah. say, like, Oh, it's your fault that the physics don't work. It's like, well, no, this physics have nothing to do with what we're doing, right? Right. So I'm lucky, but yeah. So that's that is usually the problem for bugs, isn't it? The bigger the world, the more things that have to have collision in it, or the more uh, systems that are right. layered. Yeah, hmm. the more systems layered into a engine or just a game, I should just say, because make it easier to understand. More layered into a game, the more bugs you're going to experience, and with open world stuff, obviously it's like the chaos that could ensue with like random right. uh, physics and stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We had think, about that before too. Yeah. I think in general, like people used to make the joke and say like that, the, the word known shippable was actually like some fake thing that somebody like created, but I have heard that before. I've heard that phrase before known shippable. Oh, really? I don't think it, I think it was probably meant as like a joke, but in actuality, we, that this happens, this does happen, right? It's like, okay, this huge bug is here, but it has never stopped a save file or like a corrupted save file. It has never uh, stopped people from playing the game, anything like that. It just happened. It passed and they kept going, but it's a major bug because it repeats across so many different people, right? So many different playthroughs. So it's like, well, they know. Will they get to it? They should, <laughs> but yeah. okay. So you guys mainly get to whatever's the most, um, I guess, game breaking or um, yes. Gotcha. Okay. As far as yeah. I know, right? Because I'm not a part of that process, right? I'm not a part of bug squashing or any of that stuff. So, but as far as I know, what was your favorite project you worked on? Uh, Assassin's Creed Unity for the telemetry we took from, well, somebody took the telemetry for Notre Dame and we, you know, it was placed in the game world. We got to build around that and that was awesome. 
That was amazing. Seeing these old documents, they're not really documents, they're digital copies, but <laughs> that'd be awesome. Just like these old scrolls opening, but um, right. they were digital documents where we were seeing the progression of like the urban development of Paris and like, okay, what can we do here, here, here and trying to build like a lived in world. And that was so fun because it was the first time I really was working a full, like from the beginning to the end of a big AAA project. And that was cool. Um, but why was it so cool was I think I probably would have said something else. I probably would have said like maybe Assassin's Creed, uh, uh, Odyssey, or I would have said division one or two or something like that. Um, for me, it was this because many years later after the Notre Dame accident where the top of it burned down, it was so cool to see the French government, link with Ubisoft and Ubisoft said, yes, we have these insanely high res scans that we took for this game. It's modeled in the game. You can, we can give you uh, everything, we, the tools you need to be able to just like look at it and see it in real time in 3d. And then that can help the rebuilding process. And that is exactly what's happening now still. So it's, that's probably why it's my favorite because of that link. Actually. Yeah. I didn't know you worked on Odyssey and, um, and the Division 2, man. Kudos, uh, those are two of my favorites of uh, Ubisoft. Our, our studio is a support. I keep saying ours. Their studio is a support <laughs> studio, right? And so they're a support studio, and so they were, they they work on, like, everything. If it's Assassin's Creed, it's all of it. It's kind of wild. Okay, okay. Yeah, I thought the Odyssey was, well, I thought Origin. well, first it was Black Flag. It was my favorite of all time. Then it went to Origins, and then when Odyssey came out, I was like, I just they just kept getting better. I still haven't played Valhalla yet. Uh, shame on me, but my backlog is killing me. I think Valhalla is not as good as Odyssey, but yeah, yeah. People really like it, though. I will say that much. I, I, I haven't heard anything bad about it at all. Like zero, like well, nothing, except for how long it is. It's really long. Is it really? Wait, wait, yeah, wait. It's, it's longer than Odyssey. Odyssey it, was long. Yeah, Odyssey is long, but Odyssey's main story stuff is still like 15 hours less. It's, it's kind of wild. Wow. I yeah. know that. I'm, I do plan on getting it though. Don't get, get me wrong. I've seen some really cool things that are inside the game that uh, I just kept saying to myself, nah, I got to get this. I want Thor's hammer or I want the sword or, <laughs> you know, so I, I do definitely want to get on top of that. Um, I would love to ask you about a specific game, but I can't. <sighs> Man, that's a shame. Um, Ask me the question. I'll tell you if I can or cannot. Splinter Cell? I cannot. Yeah, why'd you tease me like that? Okay. <laughs> I don't even actually know anything because that's that. Really? I, that studio is basically probably, I would assume they're on lockdown. That's why. Or not lockdown, but you know what I mean? Like such early development stages. Right. I have no idea. So, got but it, if got I it. did know, you wouldn't know anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys want to ask me any questions also? Because uh, the only other thing I had left was, um, uh, what was it again? I forgot it. Someone gave me one. Uh, I'm going to mind. Oh, I've got yeah. one. Yeah, good, good, bro. Um, so we've seen um, with the likes of Days Gone and stuff, um, even though it sold quite well, its criticalception seems to be the reason it's not getting a follow-up. Is that something that happens a lot in the industry where the likes of review scores and stuff will affect whether a game gets a follow-up um, 
over how much money it makes, sir? I think yes. Uh, I think yes, because usually the studios are, like, worried. It's hard for me because the studio I've been at, it's not this way, right? They support so much. And they got to do three games internally by themselves. So, and those three games are not like they're not they're not super high on Metacritic. They're not like critically loved, and they're not like breadwinners. But they did really good numbers for how small the studio was. So, like Steep did really great, and Rise Republic, I think it flopped, but they say it did okay. <laughs> Like when I Steve, see it, I'm like, oh. I didn't think Steep did that well. I was hoping uh, they Steve, did. Steep did really well, actually. Really good, yeah. good, good. I actually like long term sales were yeah, nuts. Really, but that's the thing is like on a studio at the size they are working on, it was no problem, and they could easily whoever up top, uh, it's in France, was probably one of the Guillemots said, "Hey, you know what? Go for another one like this. Evolve that." Evolve past. If you need to make his neat steep two go, but evolve past that. We'll give it another chance, and they did. And I think it's probably because the studio's size, and uh, in general, uh, the director she did an amazing job at making sure that didn't go over budget. <laughs> so, it, like at all, and so I think that's why. Oh wow! But, but I do agree with agree with you, friends of mine who have left the studio and gone to other companies have said very often that projects basically don't get killed, but backburnered pretty often when projects that are like theirs don't get very good reception. Right. Like okay. I, I rainbow six, the new rainbow six game. Right. I, I, I knew that that like you could just tell like this is a game that nobody's really going to care for, and yeah. I knew it wasn't going to Metacritic score very well. And if you've actually played it, it's just really mediocre. But that's the thing; people said that about Rainbow Six Siege when it first came out, very mediocre, nothing really there. And then it just fucking took off. Are you and kidding it made me? One of the best freaking IPs you guys have made in. I know, oh, and like it took oh. off, made a ton of money, and I really like Siege, but. This game is a $40 game, like the, the the launching price. It is made for the Siege crowd, right? It is not... I'm assuming Ubisoft knew this because they ended up getting on Game Pass, right? Mm, like, well, right, right. maybe everybody outside of the, the Siege crowd aren't going to care. So they're going right. to do it. But I, I'm so surprised that they took that risk in, instead of making it a big DLC package for Siege people, like $30, 20 bucks. No, they made it a full-fledged game. I, I'm surprised by that, and I'm, I'm happy they did it that way because that's cool. But, again, that's a big risk that they, I think that they took. Or maybe they didn't. Who knows? Because they kind of knew exactly what percentage was going to buy it from uh, Siege players. But, like, you don't see that with Assassin's Creed. You did at one right. point, right? You saw the PSP Assassin's Creed, or Vita. No. Vita? PSP. No, it was Vita. You saw the Vita Assassin's Creed. You saw, like, big offshoot DLCs, um, and that kept going, but you don't really see, like, a special made-only-for-Nintendo-Switch Assassin's Creed. Does that make sense? Right. You don't see stuff like that. Yeah, so I, I think because of the reception to something like 
the PSP or PS Vita, sorry, um, Assassin's Creed, that reception, because the sales were actually pretty decent, the, that reception probably killed any future ventures <laughs> on like the Switch. It's not Switch's fault. That's right. Ubi's so, fault. So let me, let me ask you one other question though, when it comes to, to Ubisoft. It's a little bit nothing that I don't think you could really you know, stop you from answering this one. But I know you guys hear what people say about, let's say like Assassin's Creed and how it's gotten off track and, you know, it's not the same game. Like when you guys hear stuff like that, what do people think, you know, when the, in the inside, or is it something that you really don't get a chance? You know, you don't really hear. Yeah. It's just an incredible, incredibly loud minority. Like in actuality, if it was true that that's not what people wanted, the past three Assassin's Creed wouldn't have demolished the past seven Assassin's Creed sales. I'm, I'm going to tell you this right now. It is not the loud minority. It is really the majority. It just feels like it's off track, but it is such a good game still that we still keep playing it. Everyone keeps saying we had spaces like, look, why don't they just change the name? And I'm like, they're not going to change the name because you still know Assassin's Creed. So they're not going to change the name, but it doesn't feel like, in other words, don't feel connected anymore. Before the other Assassin's Creed felt like this guy went to this, this guy's from the genealogical line, especially like with Connor and the, uh, uh, was it? I forgot which Assassin's Creed that one was, but that was an excellent one too. But um, you at least saw they were all connected in a way. After Origins, it doesn't feel like any of them are connected anymore. Oh, here, I've got a question I've been busting to ask for years, actually. Um, I don't know whether you'll be able to answer it, but what was the original plan with the, the uh, modern-day stuff? Was there ever a modern-day Assassin's Creed planned where you ran around as Desmond or anything like that? I That part, I would never have any idea because that's usually... No. All that stuff so early in ideas and designs. Oh, right, I see. Yeah. Sadly. Okay, I would, cool. I would just, love to just know. something that's always been there. <laughs> nah, so, 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 so that's the thing is like, when people, I don't know. I don't know about that. See, I think it is an incredibly loud minority because when I look at stuff like the sales of those past three games and people say that, oh, it doesn't feel connected anymore. But then like, I look at it and like, those three games are incredibly connected by an insane amount of like lineage connective tissue, plus a bunch of like, sadly they want money. So they lock some of that story behind the DLC. Cause that's just how it is. But like the fact that spoiler alert, spoiler alert, just going to tell you really quick. It's not going to kill the game. You can play the game, but Assassin's Creed Odyssey does link into Origin. Origin does link into um, Valhalla. They all link into each other in some way, from future and in the past. And it's actually incredibly important stuff for the Animus and the development of the... I forget the name of the girl in the future. Oh, shit. She was introduced with the... Layla? Layla, I think. Layla, yeah. She was introduced in... in Black Flag, right? That was her, the Ubisoft uh, developer. That's it's. It was an Ubisoft developer, yeah, which was funny. So. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I forget. Yeah, I, re- I remember yeah. She, she popped up in one of the older ones first, right? So it is still the same connective tissue. I just think that like the pe- people forget it, 
Um, where they didn't get the DLC like you just said, because I didn't yeah. know some of those were in the DLCs. Yeah, and DLCs specifically because game companies are just want it greedy and want money, so like you, you gotta buy it. So it's crap. Well, I'm not mad if it's good though. You know, as long as it's good, hey. You know, yeah, luckily I, all the DLCs actually really good. Yeah, that's, I know. Um, in uh, Odyssey, I thought that one was um, uh, good. The whole um, um, Atlantis thing, I thought that was excellent. Actually, I've always told people that companies evolve their game series. They add on stuff. They change things. Um, away from like original concepts, um, because if they leave a few people behind, but they gain many more, it doesn't hurt them. So why would they care, right? Like, and that's actually the truth with like the Legend of Zelda. Uh, there are people that when Zelda went 3D, I knew people who did not want to touch it and still don't touch it to this day. And they're like, I don't like 3D Zeldas. They hate them. They cannot touch them. They don't enjoy anything about them. And I'm like, why? Like, they're really good games, just like the 2D ones. They're like, no, the 2D's better. I just don't want to deal with it because they don't like that changeover and how things change. Like, it's not Zelda to me. It just doesn't right. play like Zelda to me. And then, like, Breath of the Wild, there's people that didn't like Breath of the Wild because it's not Zelda. It's just an open-world game. It was, there's Assassin's Creed, da, 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 which, yes and no. But <laughs> it's like, right. But, no, that but, is true. But that's there the thing. Like, like changes, yeah. sometimes games change and evolve. And sadly, they leave some people behind, but they gain many. Well, hopefully, they gain more people because if they change right. something, it goes the opposite. Then they're screwed. But, but yeah, yeah. Like, I do yeah. understand what you mean, right? Yeah. I do understand that idea. But the thing is, that's why in the newest Assassin's Creed, I actually think they added the option also into Odyssey uh, after a patch. You go to the options, you go to Legacy mode stuff, and then you can type, you can you can click on or off instant assassinations no matter what their level is no matter how much armor they have doesn't matter if you are good enough to creep upon somebody and assassinate them they are instantly dead even if they're level 99 and you're level one wow because they know that people still want to play it just assassin like right i have to keep that in mind yeah odyssey has been my favorite for like yeah i haven't haven't got a chance to play valhalla yet but um, I ever hear nothing but good things about uh, Valhalla. So, Inferno, you had something, bro? Yeah, Alex, good to see you again. Um, this time not on Twitter. Um, <laughs> with the recent, well, recent years with the creation of stuff like, you know, PS Now and Game Pass, um, I've been seeing narratives about support the devs. How do you feel about uh, that that whole narrative of supporting the devs. Do you think it's uh, genuine or this? How how's your thoughts on that? It's weird because I don't know. I, I nobody really knows, right? Because it's really a big secret. How does Game Pass work, and how does it like get studios their money? And is it upfront or is it pay per play or is it timed? I don't know. I have no idea, right? But I always tell people, like, the support of devs thing is really weird because people say to me, I understand it as predatory practices. But when people say support the devs, but then they shit all over skins in a game, like, oh, there's too many microtransactions. I'm like, yeah, but you're not supporting the artists? I said the same thing. Right, yeah, the artists are the devs. Like, the an artist is a dev. A level designer is a de- developer. Even, there are a lot of people in studios who never play video games once in their life. They hate video games, ultimately. But they are there 
to do basic lines of code for delivering code and looking at that to make sure everything is correct. And that's their job. They would have done it at a, an IT company that like makes software for banking. They would have done it at an, a company that, you know, uh, I almost said that in French, Succupated server <laughs> takes care of servers. I don't know why I was about to speak French. Um, all these weird things that they do uh, in IT doesn't mean that they have to like games, right? And they can have that position in the studio, but they need to be supported too, right? That, that's their job. And so it's like, um, I understand the sentiment behind it, but it's like, why are you then saying, well, I'm not buying no DLC because the DLC, uh, it's just, you know, it was uh, made before the game came out and uh, it's just being delayed for a couple months to be put out. And uh, that should have been added with the game. Remember when games were good? That's a, Yes, I do. But no, I don't. Because 99% of games get, were trash. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I do think that um, that's one narrative speaking of what Inferno said. I did always find it hypocritical because some of those people from the same crowd would dump on an indie game or dump on another game um, before it even comes out. And I'm like, if you're talking about supporting the developers, how is it that this game is trash and, and this game is terrible and you haven't even played it yet? So I always found that to be very hypocritical. Yeah, and yeah and like in, in general, like, so. If you tell me that you say to me, "Hey, I want to support the devs," um, how do or, or, how do I do that? I say, "Well, you can buy the game, okay? Wow, novel, or you can subscribe to Game Pass if you want, play the game to its fullest, and keep your damn game your game subscription for like a year. Right? Like you're going to play other games." You're going to right. play other things. It's going to be, but well, yeah, but I'd be paying 60 compared to 180. I'm like, yes, that makes sense. So only pay $60 worth and then play other games, right? Like you're hurting, right. no, you're hurting no one. Somebody's getting paid somehow. But if you right. play the game to the fullest, either they were paid per hour play. I, I don't know how it works because right? nobody knows. Right. You initiate the download and you initiated the startup and it pinged trophies. They got paid or they were paid a lump sum. So it doesn't matter anyway. So right. you should probably just save money because hopefully you're not a crazy person and want to spend for no reason <laughs> or so three, play for a long time. Go for it. So basically you're saying that of course, buying the game of course is supportive, but also um, having game pass is supportive because they still get paid again for whatever the sum is that whatever Microsoft pays um, yeah. for uh, the game. I kind of thought so. Because of the fact that, let's say the game does well, or it does okay, you know, it does mediocre, but it has good numbers, and um, then you wind up getting paid again. I have no idea how much the studios get paid, though, but you get paid again from Game Pass and having a game on there. I always thought that was a good thing, because it gave them extra money if they wanted to work on another project, or to push that another uh, sequel forward, or whatever. Yes, so, exactly, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to clip this part right here and run it on loop. Yep. <laughs> yeah, Alex, I'm glad you brought up that one of those first examples because you know, with things like Halo Infinite, one of the complaints were, "Hey, why are Spartans getting cat ears now?" But all those people that spent the money probably yeah, went straight right? to the developers, That's even though it looks silly. Hey, they got their money. That's one of the things that I actually like uh, criticize Halo on for now is they're not going 
deep enough into the bizarre, the weird, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you did cat ears, and is that weird? Yeah, it's just cat ears. Go nuts. Like, just... And again, people then will shit on it for the opposite, saying, oh, my God, everything's just in the cash shop. Hmm. Who cares? Uh, you didn't pay for the game. Uh, <laughs> How about that? I was just going to say one thing, if I recall, and it's actually a feature that added into the Master Chief Collection, is that they started to add like different skins and colors to your armor to where people were saying, hey, I'm not really a fan of this in Master Chief, so you can like disable it in the settings, but it is kind of just to pile on, it's like you want to support the devs, but when they add like wacky things in, you know, Halo and really get creative with the design, some people complain about hey, I just want the old stuff back, I don't want the new stuff, let me turn off the new stuff, that's getting crazy and wacky, so it is kind of just interesting from that perspective, yeah. Can you imagine, I am going to reveal something really bad, but 3,000 hours is how much I've put into Destiny 2 since its launch. Maybe maybe more, actually, because I can't count the Battle.net uh, hours. Um, let's say 3,000, just to be nice. I've spent 3,000 hours in that game. I have purchased all of the expansions and the base games and everything for it. Okay, so that's probably like, let's say, 240 bucks. That is an insanely good ratio, right, value. $240 for like 3,000 hours. Like, holy shit. And right. I still, sometimes during their events, when they're like, here's the Halloween event, and they give me this really stupid dance and really amazing Sparrow and amazing, you know, Sparrows, if, you, if people don't know Disney, Sparrow is what you get around on, and everybody just sees it all the time, right? And you see it all the time. I gave them $20 for one of them because I'm like, of course I am. Because I played the game enough. And also it supports whoever made that and it supports them because I'm, you know, I'm getting insane hours and uh, to my value ratio. It's insane. Yeah, I look at it the same way. I, I did the same thing when it came to Des- Destiny specifically. I think that might be the, the one game that if you want to point at somebody like, hey, it's your fault for microtransactions continue to be a thing. Like, yeah, I'm guilty because I, I, I put in I think I spent more than $300 and I, I never thought I would be, I would, but like monthly I was just, just buying things and buying, uh, um, different, yeah. um, armor sets or whatever. And I know because I, I would think that, I thought it would come to, um, uh, the portion where you could earn it, but it didn't come. And I was like, no, nah, I wanted that. Whatever it was, I know I wanted it. Oh, really damn. Bad. Right. <laughs> yeah. And it never came back around. And I was like, nope, Nope, not doing that again. I'm buying it next time. I'm not doing that again. And it still never came back around as far as the last time I played. So I was like, nope, I'm buying it from now on. If I see something I like, I'm buying it. I'm not I'm not going to let that slide by me again. Especially emotes. And I never thought I'd be an emote guy. <laughs> I still want to get that Super Saiyan emote they put in, but I haven't seen it up yet, so... Oh, I finally got the... Uh, I did get the... Uh, are you talking about the um, Fusion one? Because I did get that one. Oh, there's, there's, uh, there's one where it's like a yeah. Uh, I believe there's one when you get like the Super Saiyan hair, essentially. And oh, okay. I was like, I wanted it, but I'm kind of iffy when it comes to getting the uh, silver stuff. So I try to right. lay more close to a bright dust. But yeah. right, yeah, uh, that's I what it was. Out. I thought it was going to break dust, right? Yes, nope. but... and it never came, and I was mad. And so when they had the fusion one, I was like, "You wish I would let that slide by." Yeah, I had to get that one. That one, uh, I don't know why I love that one so much. Apparently, Callie is uh, 
He's starting something with you guys. He says uh, Warframe is better than Destiny. Games like that, Elder you have Spend. the yeah. option to spend, uh, but can also trade for free with other players. Warframe yeah. is really my only problem with Warframe is everything's so ugly that I don't care how good it is. Sorry. <laughs> I, my my issue with Warframe, I'm sure there's more to it, um, you know, how much you put into it, but I just find the combat a little too easy after a while. Like, I know it's kind of similar to, um, I don't know, like the Dynasty Warrior games where you're just, like, super powerful and just mow down people so easily. Right. I know uh, Warframe does have its challenging moments, but when I'm with a squad of people, we're just wiping everybody out. I'm just like, I don't really feel like I'm engaging enough. To it feel- depends on how good the squad is, because I've had... Yeah was that were mediocre and I was one of the higher ranked guys and I'm like man Barry and this team my back is killing me but they, I've even been on good teams where we would get through a few waves and then it just got impossible and and then you try it again and you still can't get past that wave so I do understand what you mean though yeah it, it's it's a balanced thing because even with um when you're I was looking up online earlier and we're kind of vain off topic but like you know, when you're so powerful as a player, at some points they kind of just have to toss some crazy stuff your way. And that's something we had with uh, Destiny. If you guys remember the uh, Gambit mode where we're with the bridge and we had like infinite right. supers and infinite, you know, abilities like that. And they had to really toss the craziest things at us to actually try to kill us. So, yeah, right. uh, being a little off the topic. Uh, Callie, no one cares. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> <laughs> sorry, man. Hey, I thought that was a good point. That's a good point, though. I never yeah, played so. Warframe, so. Uh, I gotta be honest, I never played Destiny or Warframe. As I said in the chat, I was stuck on uh, Battlefield, so uh, sorry guys, I'm sorry. I'm willing to try anything, you know, if it, if it, I'll put it this way, anything sci-fi, you got me, period. Like, anything sci-fi, I will try it in a minute. I'll, I'll look into the lore and everything, I've always been a big sci-fi head, but, um, I try to, I think Game Pass has helped me to do this. When a game comes out, especially if it's on Game Pass, give it a shot. And I've played some games like Remnant from the Ashes and um, Absolver and was surprised at how fun the game was. It might not look as appealing, but once you get into the game, you're like, man, this is really good. Triple. Uh, Callie says he's going to unsub from you, so... I don't know how you. I don't know how you want to handle that. Okay. Okay. Uh, I, I don't take that. No. <laughs> um, so I, I kind of have a bit of a question. It was kind of answered earlier, uh, but from you know the perspective of a you know level designer outside of the games you personally worked on, is there one that you look at particularly that you think is your favorite? Uh, knowing just how much work that goes into the things that you do. Uh, probably. Well. Not one, but I would say like anything from modern uh, from software because the level design. I mean, just Dark Souls. So we'll, we'll just say Dark Souls one, right? Because it's just easier. But like Dark Souls ones, that's hard to say. Level design is so ingenious, so well done, so seam- seamless. And every single time people play that game, the biggest thing people say is like, "Wow." it wrapped around here or wow, I'm here now. Like the mm-hmm. way it felt so connected after you start to learn more and more about the world and it opens up to you, you're like, wow, this is a, I can get around here so quickly. And then it makes, uh, you know, subsequent playthroughs really awesome. Mm-hmm. So I am super excited 
for Elden Ring because of this, right? <laughs> I'm like, oh, really? I, I am too, definitely. I um just going back to the Dark Souls thing. It's like when you first go through Blight Town, and you learn that if you go uh, down below with uh, old Honorlando uh, and you take the little key that you to take a different route into Blight Town, or you can go through the gaping Dragon Balls fight to get through the yes. top of Blight Town. And this, this is how things looped around. And uh, after you learn that you're trying to plan around your second, third, 100 playthrough, I don't know how many times I went through that game. So it, I definitely understand where you're coming from. Or even when you, like, uh, boy, I don't remember the name of the zone, but um, uh, where the Hydra is, instead you go uh, up. Uh, Dark Root Basin, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. When you go up the tower there and there's um, Hovel, is that right? Yeah, Havel, there. right? Yeah. yeah. When you go up there and you finally you know, go up that spire or that spiral staircase, you go out there and you're like, oh, my God, I know where this is. Exactly. <laughs> like, oh, God. Exactly. And, yeah. So for me, it's that. It's it's Dark Souls. I mean, obviously, I'm like a huge sucker for Metroidvanias. I have never done a 2D level design game other than like I tested for a 2D game. But like, yeah, I've never done one this way. And I would love to do that. But like, you know, Castlevania series starting out and Super Metroid and then going forward, all those Metroidvanias. I love how Metroidvanias really, you know, that good Metroidvania maps, good level design on them, make you feel like you know that place, like that you've lived there, that you, you know. I, I am in Dracula's Castle in Symphony Night. I, you know, and I know this place like the back of my hand. I am Alucard. That, that, I love that stuff. But I've never done it before, which I, I wish I could try, but it'll never happen in AAA. <laughs> uh, would, you be, uh, would you be disinterested? Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, cut you off. Uh, um, I was wondering if you'd be disinterested if uh, you'd be a Castlevania guy, if they made it um, more of a over the, sh- not over the shoulder. Uh, man, what's a, what, I forgot what that's called. Just the, yeah. uh, the third person, like the yeah, third person, uh, yeah. third person we, perspective. We got they did that, though. like that before, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, uh, okay. yeah it's uh, I can't remember who developed Lords it. Lords of Shadow. Was, uh, yeah, that one, the hack and slash type of Castlevania. It was fun, and I think I liked it more because of the presentation because it was presented by Hideo Kojima. Ooh. So, yeah, but. <laughs> Kelly, Kelly is asking uh, Yusin, um has ever tried a game or what he thinks of the create your own game genre. Uh, I guess like Dream, like Sony's Dream. Um, oh, Dreams and stuff. Yeah, yeah, which is currently nine ninety nine on the on the shop or not shop the really? shop, oh. but on PSN. Really? Yeah, ten bucks. It's it's definitely worth it because the stuff you see yeah, there is just wild. Yeah, like, yeah. Ten, even. There, there's a whole genre, or not genre, but there's a whole bunch of games. They're not even games. They're just experiences that are just so wild and so unique. You're like, all right, it was worth the $10 because I'm getting more entertainment out of this than anything I'm getting from, like, you know, right. watching on Amazon Prime or something. Um, uh, I think they're very cool, and I think it's a great way for people to get introduced into design from a standpoint of, like, I'm one guy or one girl who just does the whole thing by myself, right? There are some of these games out there and obviously only 1% of them ever get big the way like Stardew Valley and such has, but like these tools are awesome for little kids, especially to like learn how to like what could be cool and what might not be cool. And like, if they actually like paying attention to like what people are saying and comments about their stuff, obviously you gotta be careful because you gotta protect the kids with the, but like in general, 
I think those are awesome. Like RPG Maker is actually really fucking cool because RPG Maker allows for people to be like, okay, I can understand a really basic template and tool set and don't get super complicated, right? But allow for like uh, uh, advanced, you know, stat systems and battle systems and uh, learning that side, which a lot of people don't get to do, right? Very often, usually like dreams, right? It's like make art, make models, make whatever. But like RPG Maker gets into the really nitty gritty of the number systems. And that's really cool, right? So yeah, I love those things. And I wish something like Dreams, if it got ported, the, it should be ported to the PC. But if it got ported to the PC and actually got like uh, other VR support, that'd be awesome for you know young younger kids who want to get into like designing games. Jump into that. What the hell is Sony waiting for then? That, I, I even sat there and said that to Callie because he is so involved in it. I and and I've heard that uh, other people say that on uh, YouTube and Twitter. What is Sony, you know, waiting for? Why can't they put that out onto uh, PC and see what happens? I mean, mm-hmm. is it something that, you know, oh, well, we're afraid, you know, somebody's going to make something and make all this money and we're not going to get a cut of it? Or, I mean, is, is that what it is? Yeah, I mean, obviously protecting of IPs and stuff like that, right? Dreams and stuff. But I, I get it. But, yeah, it's probably also like, do we really want to spend the money to put it on PC now? Because apparently Dreams didn't do so well sales wise, but like, yeah. And that's kind of sad to hear. Say it again. No, no, good, 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 bro. Uh, I was just going to say that is kind of sad to hear because for a game like Dreams, it's just, it's one of those community focused games, but it's like creating so many crazy things that I would think that you would want that everywhere, especially on PC, just to have as many people come in and creating as much as possible. Because, uh, I mean, I haven't put too much time into Dreams myself personally, but like, you know, this uh, I could use a controller or a mouse or keyboard. Like, uh, I'm sure if it was on PC, um, I, I think it would have gotten a bit more of a following just for more people to play. Um, so it's kind of like with Minecraft. It's a, a game that's everywhere, and everyone could just go in and try something different and create things. So I'm really surprised they haven't put it on PC. But they do a, a follow-up of some type. I would expect it, especially with all the ports that they're trying to do. But only time will tell, really. Maybe they'll try it now because they have Nixus. And um, that might, you know, who knows, they might throw that up there too. Doesn't, um, uh, if if, if I'm actually remembering right, she she was on G4 a couple of times. Abby uh, Heppy, I think is her last name. She was actually working for, I think it was Respawn, and then she went over over to there, but... um, is it, did, does anybody know if she still works for there? Or, or I'm not too sure who the developer is for Dreams, but I mean, does she still work for that company? If anybody knows who I'm talking about, I have no idea. Okay, <laughs> never mind. Never mind. Molecule. Never mind. That's something I'll I'll post it to whoever and that it's stuff. But the molecule, you know, the um, media molecule. That's who it is. Okay. Yeah, she still works for me. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she, I uh, I remember seeing her on uh, G four. I'm like, oh wait a minute, she works for. She actually works for uh, Media Molecule. Oh man, thank you, Callie. Too, uh, I apologize. Uh, but uh, okay, sorry to mix that up. I'll go back in on to you, 
Who who's next with the next I, question? I do want to ask one one question. What is your favorite game? Jet Set Radio Future. Oh, that's right. You did say that earlier today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. My my. It is my favorite game of all time. It is my favorite soundtrack of all time. Yeah. Like, uh, people, people ask me like, why, why can you like just your future? Right. Like, why can you think just your future is like so good? And I tell people just right future. This was very early. This is 2000. Well, oh, sorry. January 20, 2002. Cause it was just after two months after the Xbox OG Xbox launched November 2001. Yeah, that's right. Okay. So February two or January, February, 2002, this was very early in the whole open world idea, right? And this wasn't fully open world, but each area is gigantic. And you could just grind wherever, and you were just in, like, Neo Tokyo. Well, it's not really Neo, but it's, like, New Tokyo, and it's got all this Japanese flair, and it looked really clean at, uh, I think they would have been 4DI on the original Xbox, because I don't think it was a complete HD thing. But um, it, that game just had... It had style, it had the the songs, it had the gameplay, it had, like, it felt like this was, wow, the Xbox made me uh, so big. You know, I obviously Grand Theft Auto 3 blew it out of the water for size-wise, but, you know, I was like, this is amazing. And I still love it today because of the soundtrack alone. But only one game came close to beating it, and that was Breath of the Wild, because I'm a big Breath of the Wild stan. Like I think everything about that game is perfect. People are like, "What about the story?" I'm like, "I never played Zelda for story, so don't care." Um, Neither I. So yeah, I agree. And they're like, "But they're like, but I I hate the I hate the the durability system." Like, I mean, like Minecraft has it and doesn't bother me there, so whatever. Um, Like, there's so many things I just don't care about, right? And I'm like, I loved it, Um, but it came close to beating Just for a Future. But if that that damn soundtrack. That, uh, man, it's so good. So it'd be. So Breath of Wild I'm going to say, if somebody asks me, I'll just say, no, his favorite game is Breath of the Wild. <laughs> oh, boy. I got to go back to Breath of the Wild and look for the memories because that's one thing I definitely skipped on my plate because I was like, I, I'm not trying to do Easter egg hunts right now. So I just kind of want to climb more rocks and mountains that should have just how easy it is to grab a wall and just climb up. That was definitely where I spent more of my time at. Yeah, yeah, like, even. I haven't played it yet. Even with the memories, like the story doesn't really give, they don't give it to you correct. Or I'm sorry. They, they didn't, I don't know how to say that. They didn't really convey what exactly was going on really about certain things. Like there's a lot of just like, yeah, we don't need to explain this to you, which I guess that's fine. Cause in the original legend of Zelda, they didn't really do it either. <laughs> But yeah, that's a good point. top top five games of all time. What are your? Give me top five right now. You talking about anybody? Oh, I got yeah, anybody. Good. Top five, go. Oh man, uh, give me a second. Let me do it right up real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I could possibly do series, but I don't know about individual games. That's individual tough. games. Oh, series makes it easier if I throw a series in with games. But man, go ahead, Inferno. You got we that one. Know. I know you're ready. We all know um, which one. Let's see here. I'm going to go with um, uh, Fallout New Vegas is my number one. Uh, I really love that game. 
this the decisions, all that. This the world. It was. It I was love Boone. Very unique. Um. Then let's see here, Skyrim, which is very recent for me. It, it's up there now. Um. Then let's see here, um. Lost Judgment is a recent one as well. That's in my top five. I really love that game. Um, RGG is a fantastic studio. They're underrated. Um, let's see here. Saints Row 2 is up there. I know a lot of people don't vibe with the Saints Row series, but it is is very dear, dear in my heart. Um, and then let's see here. San Andreas would be in there as well. And I I stayed away from the remake because I've heard they didn't put respect on its name, so I'm kind (laughs) of waiting. I've got to wait until that cools off a little bit. We'll see. But yeah, I think those are my top five. Alright, I got got one. I got mine then. I was um, Last of Us 2, God of War 2, God of War, excuse me, um, Red Dead Redemption, that game right there, man, is just story and and everything else that went along with it. Um, I'm going to say Mass Effect 2. And I'm going to say Odyssey. I really, really loved Odyssey. Like, I really wanted to go in with the mindset of, like, it's like playing another Assassin's Creed game. These games are long enough. I just got finished playing Origins and went in <laughs> just to try it out and was like, I can't come back out. And then when the game was over, I was like, I don't want to stop playing it. Did you play with Cassandra? Yes. Of course. Okay, listen, yeah. listen. The other, I forgot the other, her brother's name, Alexandria. Alexi- I think. Alexios. Alexios. I just really didn't like the voice actor. I thought he overdid it so Thank badly. There are okay, so many people- okay, okay. So many people defend yeah. him. So many people defend him, oh. and I'm like, his acting was bad. <laughs> no, I thought his acting was bad. I didn't think Demos was that good either. I thought he overdid it a, a little bit, but I could tolerate him as opposed to Alexio. I just thought he overdid it. I thought uh, Cassandra was sexy, uh, funny, strong. Um, I mean, man, she was everything um, to me, and, and a, a fantastic character. Just altogether fantastic character. Triple, you ready yet? Or is um, I, I, I kind of want to preface, like, I can't really say these are my top five. It's more so, like, some of my favorites, because I have to, like, actually sit down and figure out what means a lot to me in terms of, like, this definitely has to be on the top five. Except for one, like, Dark Souls 1 is automatically up there in terms of top five in general. But um, when it comes to, like, some of my other games I loved a lot was Dead Space. Like, the, the atmosphere in that game, the twist at the end of the game was this and i'm not even i I say this all the time like when it comes to horror games i'm kind of a wimp i I like to play through them but i'll like slowly crawl my way through but just the way they had the tone and everything set up and knowing that we're getting the death space remake and uh, the guy behind death space is doing the callisto protocol project one of the two uh i'm super uh yeah uh super excited for that one 
Um, I'm gonna cheat a little bit because I'm I'm torn and I can't ever really decide between the two. But Uncharted two and four, or at least when I look back on them, I'm just like my experiences through those when uh, going through those games the first time were just like they were amazing. Uh, Nolan North as the lead with uh, Nathan Drake, like I, I just love that character so much. The combat, the verticality, um, is is amazing. Um, I kind of want to put some respect for uh, Crisis Core on the PSP. I put so much time into that. I think I 100%ed that on the PSP, and that was all the side quests, trying to do the secret boss and struggling with the secret boss. I, I really love Final Fantasy Crisis Core so much on the PSP. And on a DS, a uh, huge Monster Hunter guy, so I gotta say uh, Monster Hunter Generations for Ultimate. Uh, I spent a good amount of time just playing with my friends and just creating builds and just, to me that would probably world was amazing but i feel like generations force is it was just so well done with the amount of monsters you had the the content that was there the weapons it was it was so good but like like i said i would really have to look at two more because i'm just like five is a little too small a list for me so yeah something's pretty well i mean you had you had different tastes i thought um I thought Inferno had bad taste in games, but I see your worst. No, I'm just messing with you. I'm oh wow, with you. okay. You know, I, no, I'm, I'm just like, uh, can I can I can I cheat and just add a six? I, I have to say Gears of War three. Like I, I have to put that up there. Like the multiplayer Ooh, in that yeah. game was, oh my gosh, the multiplayer. Like I don't play Gears a lot these days, but Gears of War three was so good with the multiplayer. Like oh my goodness. All right, I'm done. <laughs> Am I next? Uh, yeah. That's right. Inferno went, our uh, family went on uh, break. Um, number one would be Red Dead Redemption. I've never cried in a game. That made me cry. I, lo- I love that game. I'm, I'm sorry. I, yeah, Red I Dead Redemption. There's two games that I look at it as being one. Okay. And. I know I'm going to get, uh, you know, crap about it, but number two uh, for me would be the original God of War, uh, the three God of War games. I think that's all one game, and uh, the Mass Effect trilogy would be number three uh, for me. And then... Um, well, I the, should have cheated into the Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Man, I wasn't uh, thinking. It, okay, now, see, I can't... I don't want to say that because... Uh, Mass Effect Two. I never played any of the DLC. I played. I played all three and and that, uh, but I never played the DLC. So I am looking forward to going back and just doing that all. You know, just having basically a month of just playing that. Um, right. The fourth one would be the original uh, Zelda because I'll never forget the the gold cartridge. Actually, it was shown to me last weekend at a, at my buddy's house. Uh, he he pulled it out. He actually got this. Um, uh, I'll have to throw it out there on Twitter, but it is a game console that does uh, the the original Nintendo, Super Nintendo, and the Nintendo sixty four, and also plays uh, the uh, two the Sega Master System and the the Sega after that, and it's only sixty bucks. So if you have any of the old cartridges and that stuff, hey, go go to town and that stuff. So, 
Um, but after that, um, it was a Retron Five, maybe. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Yes, that's really cool. I I was like, what what the hell is that? He's like, yo. He says, I don't have to pull out uh, all the consoles. He says, I have it all in one right here, and I can just plug it right in and go. He was playing uh, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I'm like, oh, my God, I haven't played that game. I don't think I, I – that came out in what, the 80, 88, 89, I think, yeah, or something the, like that? Late 80s, yeah. And that's the last time I played that. I haven't even seen the cartridge of that uh, since the 80s, since it, it came out. So – um. But the, the fifth uh, one, it, to me, is uh, Dead Space, the the first, the original Dead Space. I can play that every year, and I will never get sick and tired of that game. Uh, I used to do the same thing. I used to play it every year also. Two is, is good. Uh, three was a, a letdown. I think they, they, you know, EA got into that uh, everything has to be in action thing. Yeah, and, and all that crap. Um, I don't so, think the microtransactions is really messed up. I thought the story just fell hard. It was yeah. an action oh. game. It wasn't a, a, a to me. It wasn't a horror game. When you had the yeah, first two, it became like Resident Evil Five, right? It was yeah, an action exactly. Game. Right. Yeah, was right. Well, yeah, Resident Evil Five was still like that bal- or good enough balance. I would say it's still really action, but uh, I was like six. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's yeah. Just like the whole movie. No, don't don't ever six never happened. Here, what? No, wait a minute. Now here's. Here's something I want to sit here and say. And you know what? You Xbox guys, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. But uh, listen. No, it is. And for anybody who's listening to this later on, what are you guys talking about that Halo 5 stinks? The story stinks. You are crazy. The story uh, is I awesome. stand by what I said, and I no. will not retract that statement. No. I did not like Halo I, Listen. <laughs> The oh, whole thing, it, it just, to me, listen, you you guys know the lore and everything else way better than I do in that stuff. I, I, I get that. But me jumping into this, and I'm sitting there, I'm like, yo, this is great. They, they kind of made Master Chief into, like, a bad guy, and I'm all for Locke. Yo, I'm I'm on lock side. I'm like, yo, go let's go get this son of a gun and that stuff. Now I'm only at the part where beat the uh Chief beat the hell out of him. Uh even after he got his helmet cracked or I, his visor I, cracked. I, but I don't even want to talk about that fight. Um <laughs> but listen disrespect. I I am I'm, I'm looking every time I saw at the beginning of the uh, the game, I'm sitting there and I'm looking at Locke without his helmet. I'm like, yo, did when did Luke Cage play Locke? <laughs> because I swear to God, that's Luke Cage. But I looked it up on I- IMDb. It's the same actor, not. yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. no, it's a different actor. This was voice guy. actor during uh, voice actor. Yeah, I looked it up and I'm like, what the? Heck? But it, okay, so it is Luke Cage. It, it's it's guy who yeah. plays Luke Cage. I'm like, what the? Well, then why the hell did they get a uh, a voice actor? What was wrong with his voice? His voice is great. I don't think it was through the whole game though. I I think yeah, he got busy with other stuff. That's why. Yeah. Ch- listen, Chosen, I'm sorry. Listen, I'm coming off of being – I I didn't care for Reach. I didn't care for the original Halo. I did not get I did it. like Reach. I, I did like Reach. Reach. Yeah, I, I – I didn't like WMP that much. I didn't like either of those. Oh, she was kind of nice. Uh, yeah, it was okay. Halo was, 2 popped okay. in. 
And I'm like, okay, this is this is good. And I, you know, played it. Halo Three, I enjoyed myself. I I really liked ODST, and I was impressed with Halo Four. And I'm enjoying the hell out of myself. I even uh, I even streamed some of it the other night. So to you know, thank you, Elgato. You might be. This you might be. You might be. Uh, yeah, you might be in the standpoint of like I was with uh, the Last of Us Two. Like I already heard all the bad things and. Once I got into it, it was like saying it's bad. I don't know what people are talking about. So, and I think you're experiencing it after that. You've heard it, and now to you, it's not that bad. And mm-hmm. the biggest part was that um, that messed the game up was the advertisement. Yeah, they, that, they that, that was that, it. Was definitely yeah, bad. yeah. Um, it, the, game, it, the game was okay. It was it's nowhere near, not even in the top four mm-hmm. in the series. Like it's 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 okay. I didn't have a real problem playing. I did like the end, though. I did like the whole don't, thing with Cortana. I loved it, actually. But I, I just didn't, you know, care for the rest of the story. Mm-hmm. But the whole thing with Cortana going rogue, oh, I thought that was fantastic. Oh, her uh, creating those... Um, uh, what, Guardians. She was uh, yeah. awakening the Guardians. And she, yeah, right. it's, 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 it's kind of fun. Like, how, how can I put it? I... Stepping back, I can say, yes, it was a good game, but how much did I enjoy of it in terms of, like, the story and how things played out? I just wasn't a fan, uh, especially yeah. that that marketing was just so bad, in my opinion. Because I'll put it in this perspective. Um, and uh, in the marketing, they're, like, putting the Chief versus Lock thing and kind of hyping it up to be something way more than what we got with, like, two drunk dudes fighting when they're super soldiers. <laughs> um, and... If I recall correctly, the whole reason that they were after Chief was just because he went AWOL. Like they're saying, hey, we're uh, going to, the UNSC is going to handle Cortana. Chief, come back to base. He's like, no. And I was like, all right, we got to go get him, boys. I was like, is that it? I was expecting a lot more after what the trailers were putting out. And I, I can't even start to talk about the War of Eternal fights that were just like repetitive and, yeah, and more missions as locked than Chief. And it was, yeah, like. I'm not saying this is a terrible game, but it definitely wasn't uh, my favorite of the series. It's kind of like with um, a lot of people say they didn't really like The Last of Us, and I'm, I'm kind of in that same boat, but I'm not going to say it was a terrible game. Like, is this a difference of how the story was played out at that point? So, yeah. Okay, so let me let me ask uh, Sin. Did you play The Last of Us 2? Yes, I did. Okay, so let me ask you this. Um the whole thing with with Abby, okay, and her story and that stuff, do you really think that they needed to go that long on Abby's story? I mean, I that, listen, I I enjoyed, I loved every bit of it all the way up until Abby, and I'm like, okay, well, I'll start, you know, you start doing that and, and playing her and that, and after five hours, I'm like, okay, I don't need no more Abby's story. This is just dragging out. That, uh, that's Inferno's uh, waifu, so <laughs> be careful with that one. Well, apparently, he'd be, he'd be yeah, really man. attracted she'll, to my She'll wife. beat you up and, you know, Take it to, uh, you know protect me. You know. Take it off of me, you know? How, how do you think, how do you think uh, I feel every night? You know, because I'm married to that. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's okay. Not as big, but, you know, she's cut yeah. cut like her. But anyway, I'm not going to go with my wife. But I just I just don't think they needed. To me, it came off that there was too much. That they added Abby's story uh, for filler. More to, to okay, here, let, let's pu- push out, you know, more of the game. 
I really didn't need that. And then, you know, I hear that uh, with them remake or yeah, remaking the original Last of Us for the third time. I don't know how you remake a remake of remake, but um, that's what we basically have you here for. But they're going to add some story to the original with Abby in it. How much more story do we need about Abby? I got enough damn Abby. I don't need it no more. I, I, I mean, in your yeah, opinion, if, if the idea is if the idea is just to carry on with Abby as like in her own game as in Last of Us Three, just to finish off a story for her or something, I guess it's fine if it's like a trilogy that way. But it's really weird because, uh, I guess it's just a story that what's his face wants to tell wants to be like I want to continue with Abby Neil for Druckmann. one whole game. Yeah, Neil Druckmann, like one whole game, right? Of Abby, okay, if that's what he wants to do, but I'm just surprised by that because I figured from what it felt like in Last of Us Two is like, oh, Abby's story is finality itself, so it should be finished. It should be a story that feels that way. That's fine. Uh, I I agree with you. I think it's strange that they're going to focus if they put her like a little cutscene of her. Being like, oh, my daddy's a doctor, which is, I don't know. Like, I don't fucking know, but it is strange. But if that's the ultimate payoff is that there'll be a third game, okay, whatever, fine. But it is strange overall because Abby was buff and beefy because she, you know, was, she wanted, she she lost everybody, all the fireflies, right? So she's like this, this, just this beast of like, kill anything in the way, you know, no, I'm not going to, you know, we're not going to end up like them and we're going to make sure, you know, she wanted to, she basically had the same mentality as like Joel had when he was younger, right? Like, fuck him. That's just what it was. And that's cool and all, but like, is that literally what we're going to do in the third, or we're going to go with the third game is just going to be like Abby's like understanding of getting humanity back or something. I don't know. It's just weird. weird. Cause we just did that with Ellie. Yeah. <laughs> It's just strange. I, I, I yeah, got so it. If I do the third one, I would, I would uh, go with um, Lev. Yes. Yeah. But see, I don't, I don't think that I, I don't want a third one. Move on. Just, just I, move on. And yeah, go to something, I agree. To something with else. That, yeah. Uh, but I think the story with this is done. HBO series, you know, we're going to get one. Yes, I. Uh, that's I the, mean, yeah. the for But see, that's that's another thing, and I, uh, I think I said it here or something like that. But it just works out that. You have them, you know, bringing out the TV series, and then all of a sudden you get a report of, oh, by the way, factions might be almost done, and this is, wow, really? Oh, no kidding. The 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 uh, TV show's coming out. Let's all line it up with, you know, all this other stuff. Just like the Twisted Metal. Um, what was it? Jaffe was sitting there saying Twisted Metal uh, really is like a, a niche game. There, It didn't really... Uh, go anywhere? Why are they making a TV show about it? I, 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 yeah, I don't understand. You want some more waste of uh, manpower or a studio working on some type of game or or sci-fi thing? I just, I mean, unless it depends on how you do it, because I've I've seen right. some stuff before that I was like, that's pretty pretty good. You, you went a different route than I would have went, like Guardians of the Galaxy, but I, I just don't get it. I, I got to do a say. I got it. It's twisted metal, but it's about family. 
<laughs> oh boy! This Fast and Furious crossover. Listen, listen, I can't wait to see Anthony Mackie. Apparently, he's playing Sweet Tooth. Uh, because right now I have him as Captain America and also being in uh, that Netflix uh, TV show um, that Joel Kinnaman originally played the first one, and then he's t- he took over the character. I can't remember what the hell it is, but yeah, it's going to be like Anthony Mackie playing Sweet Tooth. It's like I and listen, I did not like Twisted Metal. I tried it on the PS3, and I'm like, this game is horrible. What the hell is no? It, it wasn't about? very good. It's just like the it was fun. That was it. It was it was fun, but it was only yeah, fun for a certain amount of time. We say Inferno. I never played the one on PS3. I only played the ones on PS2. Um, yeah, they they were just. It was one of those games. Like it's fun to play for now, and then after a certain amount of time, like you're like, all right, it just finds its way on the shelf. It was all right to me. I, I never really understood why people love it so much. Like to this day, that and banjo. I'm still gonna listen. I'm gonna die on this hill. I don't get you banjo people. And yes, I say you people. Yep, it's me. I'm one of them. I love it. I don't get it. It's I'm, I'm, with, I'm with you. I don't like the. I never liked the slidiness or whatever of Crash. It felt it feels bad in a platformer, in my opinion. I never. Oh my god! I remember buying the first Crash and felt instant regret. I just it just wasn't. Not that it was a bad game. It just didn't hit to me. It just felt too simple, too simplistic, and I didn't like the character. It was. You know, I played all the way through, of course, but I think I'm a completionist. But I ain't a big Crash guy, and so when they Said the same thing with the Xbox getting him too. I was like, oh, really? Oh, I forgot to tell you my top 10 or top five. Sorry. Oh, yeah, 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 Uh, yeah. Good. I totally forgot. Um, Jet Set Radio Future, Breath of the Wild, Chrono Trigger, Bloodborne, Final Fantasy VI. Which one was six? It's the one with Kefka, um, the evil clown. Ah, gotcha. Okay. Destroys the world. Um, now look, that's a guy with good taste, guys. So this is—I don't know about Jesse Rio, but the rest of them, boy, I do like them. <laughs> I do, yeah, I do like those games. I did. Um, what was your number three again? It was so uh, Jesse said, "Breath of the Wild, Chrono Trigger, Chrono Trigger, and then uh, Never Bloodborne." Bloodborne is excellent. Yeah, it's and because if you want to talk about a remake or a remaster, I'd love to see that for that game. Yeah, the only thing Bloodborne is missing is like a little bit more of the cool wraparound that Dark Souls had on some of the level right. design. But man, right. the combat was so good. Yeah, it, it was. I like the whole freaking uh, lore, though. It's just one of those things that I was like, hey, if they made a TV show of this, you got me hooked. I'll I'll, I'll jump in and uh, I'll stay with the show until, unless it's awful, but. Uh, I'd give it a shot at least to try to go through another season. Maybe they'll get it right, but I really just love the whole um, the whole thing with Bloodborne. Um, yeah, I should have known you're a big soul type guy, so oh yeah, God. yeah. I, I'm Elden Ring. I'm like, obviously, I changed like my Twitter to be like the Elder God of the Lost <laughs> Lands, and so I'm like so obsessed right now. It's Ooh, ridiculous. 
hoping my collector's edition comes in so I can play it and marvel the statue and all that fun stuff. <clears throat> I, think more, I think more people will buy Elden Ring now because of um, the Souls thing is starting to take off a little bit more. But if you look at the trailer for the game, I mean, one of the things I, I got me and if I wasn't a Souls guy was a dragon catching lightning and using it as a weapon. Like, come uh, on. That, that's, How does that not hurt you? Phalus thing back in Monster Hunter, you got white Phalus to summon the lightning storms, but you never actually grab the lightning side. They're sad, but do you know that? I did not see that part. Uh, uh, you didn't see that part um, in, a, in a commercial um, Inferno? No, I'm a, I'm a big, huge dragon guy. That's why you see uh, the picture is, is my unborn baby still. Um, I love dragons, so I hear you. No, he, he caught lightning in in a commercial. How did you not see that? I thought that was awesome. I'm like, I'm 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 dying to play the game, but um, I, I'm wondering because Souls Souls is big, right? People say it's a niche, but I'm like, they're on drugs because Dark Souls Three sold 10 million copies. Mm-hmm. That's kind of wild. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, sure. uh, which, by the way, is like. Not very far off from Horizon 1. So I'm wondering how much uh, Elden Ring will cut into some of Horizon's sales. Like I, We were talking about that too, yeah. yeah I don't like, know if you were in then, but we talked about that too. Like, I don't mean it as in, like, they chose a bad time uh, to come out at this period. I think that the problem is, it's like, you got two open world games... But you've got one that's got those like dedicated hardcore fans who, mm-hmm. let's say they have a PS5, right? Because they wanted to play Demon Souls, right? And they got Demon Souls. They're like, all right, I love Demon Souls. I can't wait for Elden Ring. They're going to buy Elden Ring over Top of Horizon, right? So they're just a. I do great thing, yeah. Forget those people. Because, because of that, that, yeah, that type of mindset or that being their game. I do think, I don't know if you were in there when I said it, but I actually think Elden Ring is going to sell exceptionally well. I mean, yeah, like, me like, pretty well. Like, I even put a number on it. I said 15 million, but uh, I think that's insanely high. But I do think it's going to be really high, and I'm definitely going to buy it. I'm, I'm definitely going to buy that and uh, Forbidden West. I don't know which one I'm going to play first, but. But yeah, it was something definitely. like, I think it was like Sekiro did 5 million sales on its own, and it was a brand new, brutal IP, right? Yeah. That's half the sales of Dark Souls 3, which had insane amounts of hype behind it too, right? right? So imagine Elden Ring, much easier, no more fall damage, a lot of options to make it easier for people. Uh, it's supposed to like appeal more to casual people uh, because you can just, you know, just turn on summons or blood. it's not summons in like as in like other players as it's just the the spirits that you can bring out and that'll make it much easier for people so cool plus it's there for the hardcore like man the, i i'm with you this game could be like 15 million it could if it okay. is perfect right if it's like a perfect game that people like 94 oh, yeah, reviews well yeah like 94 metacritic i could see that game yeah. like tail tail end like in five years, hitting like twenty million, no problem. Or something yeah, stupid. Absolutely yeah. agree. Absolutely agree. It yeah, just it's, it's going to be big. We said that Colonel. I'm sorry, bro. I'm not really a big Souls guy. I'm debating on it. I, I I fell in love with some of the clones, like the Surge. 
So I may give it a chance, but you played Mortal Shell or uh, Mortal Shell yet? Uh, I have it in my backlog. I've been thinking about it. Yeah, try try that out. It'll it'll get you into the mindset of uh, the Souls type game. Um, it's actually a pretty good clone, though. I actually like it. I haven't finished it either, though, but I do like it. I, I need to give it a try myself. I want to uh, jump in here. I only got 25 more minutes. Um, but this is a question I want to go down for each of us. Thank God uh, Retro is back, too, because I'd like to get this. But this is has nothing to do with console wars or anything like that, okay? But with the, the acquisition with Activision that, what game, okay, what game from Activision do each of you guys want to see come back? Mine's, it would have been Tenchu for me. Mine's Guitar Hero. Tenchu? Tenchu would have been if they still had it. They don't have the... Yeah, they, it was bought by who? Didn't did from software, from back, software bought it back? Yeah, from software. Seriously? Yeah, I was listening to a uh, Boom's podcast and they brought attention as well, and they said it was bought back by uh, from software, I believe. So, oh god, but, do you see? Do you see? Like, it's not just from software; it's also like acquired and stuff. Ew, they would have to work hard together to get that game out. That's yeah. fine. That's the acquire made Octopath Traveler. So. That's the that reason why was a very good game too, though, but it just seems so different, starkly different, though. That's that's maybe that's the reason why I keep hearing on uh, some podcast about people want Sony to go and buy uh, from software. Maybe maybe that's the reason why. Bloodborne two. I listen. I have not. I, I again. I was telling Sin this at the uh, before we even started the show. I got into so much multiplayer and that stuff, and now all of a sudden I'm going back and redoing a bunch of these games. I have not played Bloodborne, okay? So uh, I'm hoping to get to that, but it, I, I mean, yeah, I'm going to try and do 100 games. I'm I'm getting there. I'm yeah, at that's three. one of the games I need to play, too, Doomsday. Yeah, yeah Doom, I have to tell you, though, I don't, I don't really have faith in you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, B. I appreciate that. And guess I'm just, what? I'm just because, saying, you know, I'm going to keep it a buck with you, you know? I, listen, I, I I doubt myself very much because uh, after last weekend with a buddy of mine and we're getting everything rolling on, you know, doing videos, no, I don't see myself completing 20 games this year if it keeps going the way it's going because I uh, uh, triple sin, you probably know uh, this too, um, uh, was it DaVinci Resolve with editing and that stuff? That just literally opened up my brain so much on editing. But anyway, um, type. That's the other one. I won't forgot. Prototype. Oh, that is the one that you have that I would wait wouldn't mind coming back. They do not need to reboot that. Where's the third game? Where's the third game? There was only two. They need that that third for the trilogy. Yes, I agree with you, B. No, nah, I think they were rebooted because it's it's for you know younger audience, and you could fix some of the problems from the first two games. That, um, oh but yeah, God. I'm with you. That's another game that I could sit there and just keep playing over and over and over again. I love that. Um, you know what I want? What do you want? I was actually going to go to you, Inferno. Um, just one that nobody uh, I think has thought about just yet. Um. It was a spinoff made for it, True Crimes. So they could reboot that because Saintro, a lot of people aren't feeling it. And, and GTA, I don't know when, where, what. 
how to feel about it. Microtransactions everywhere. Um, true crime. I want that back. Bring it well, back. Sleeping dogs was the uh, dogs was dead. Sleeping dogs is all that. Sleeping dogs is what the yeah. the continuation of true crime. It's it's a yeah. spiritual successor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it, it was like they were working on a third one. I heard, and then something was passed mm-hmm. along, and then it became that. But yeah, even if they just remade the streets of L.A. and then also include the Snoop Dogg uh, uh, <laughs> version of it too, that would be cool with me. Family. Um. There's one I remember they used to publish, but I don't think they're in the rights to it anymore, man. Bloody Raw. Does anybody remember that fighting game? Yeah, it's Bandai Namco now. Ooh. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah, I think it was Hudson Soft got sold or absorbed or something, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I do but remember yeah, I would, this game. I would love to see a, a new Bloody Raw. Um Hopefully they carry on doing stuff with Crash. I'm hoping we see some more more Crash stuff. I always enjoy Crash Bandicoot. You know what I mean? It'd be nice to see some more of that. And Spyro, they've got the, the, they own the rights to them. They might as well. I mean, yeah, they've got a fan base and stuff. Trouble. Rampage, do they still own the? I don't think so. Uh, yeah. Um, for me, honestly, it's. The ones that I really have interest in are Mitchell's Guitar Hero and True Crime. Um, I kind of wouldn't mind seeing Hexen. Now, admittedly, I I never really played it, but when people tell me think like Doom, but with magic, I'm just like, I would like to see that with uh, the technology we have today. So just off of that idea alone, I would say Hexen. Um, but, you know, Crash Bandicoot wouldn't be bad. Uh, Banjo getting, you know, some love or conquer getting some love would be also i know that's you know microsoft stuff but uh re- specifically with toys for bob with what they've done with uh banjo and uh, not banjo or crash and spyro you know i wouldn't mind seeing them do something similar with uh uh banjo or conquer so yeah what about you alex by the way rampage is owned by warner brothers now weird um, oh, that's right. They did the movie. I know Midway is yeah. by Midway, but wait, yeah, wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, P- P- Alex. Before you go, okay. So the movie was tied into that uh, to the game. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I go ahead. Go... <laughs> this world's been flipped upside down. Are you damn right. <laughs> I will say uh... the movie was good and trash. You know, I didn't completely hate it, but. I wouldn't watch it again. I had to watch because the wife likes The Rock. So same here. Yeah, I only yeah. watched it because The Rock was in. I was like, yeah, it's got to probably be just fun action, and it was just fun action. And it was done right. Like, yeah, that was, yep, yep. The one watch, um, the one like, sit through was enough. I'm sorry, good. No, you're okay. I want them to. There, man. I I never liked Prototype. I don't. I don't actually like Prototype One or Two, like, Ooh. like I actually really like actively didn't like them. Um, man, that's hard. Uh, I can't think of a single Activision title that I want them to bring back. And I'm not even joking. I can't think of a single one. Prototype was the only one I could think of, and I had to look down a list. And I was like, I guess yeah, Prototype. Another one? 
Like, if they were to bring back... Well, they brought back Crash, and Crash was never good, so whatever. Um, Spyro. Spyro. They could bring back Spyro. That'd be fine, I guess, right? But, like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, you know, like I am. Like, it's like everything else. Like, I mentioned it in the space today. I was like, listen, I might have been trolling a lot the other day and had a lot of fun doing it, but I'm just saying the oh. deal does nothing for me at all. Like, Gun. I understand... They could bring yeah. that gun and they could make it like an open world, like Red Dead thing and try to compete on that level. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Forgot about gun. I don't think they own that IP anymore, do they? Yes, they do. Uh, do they? Yeah. It looks like it. Uh, every list I'm looking under the IPs, like I have to look into it, it's guns listed on there. So. Okay. Yeah. Also, they, they technically they own the Ultimate Mar- Marvel Ultimate Alliance stuff. I would. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. Or X Men Legends. Yeah, they could. Do, so that's the thing. Marvel Ultimate Alliance three was uh, who it was made by somebody, but published by Nintendo, and it was exclusively on right. Nintendo, right? right. And that's yeah. a weird one because it's like they were allowed to make it. <laughs> it's like it, so yeah, they. That yeah, was weird. That is weird. Yeah, Team Ninja did it, huh? Yeah. And uh, I, I don't know. I honestly, Tony Hawk, just uh, give me a, a remaster of like Tony Hawk um, Underground One and Two or something. Or just bring Tony Hawk back more often. Am I right? But I I can't think of a single Activision based thing because for me it's more on the Blizzard side. Mm-hmm. I would like to see Blizzard. Well, Diablo Four is a thing, so that's cool. But I would like to see Blizzard make a StarCraft Three, and I would like to see them actually make like a an, another game. Oh my god, if, uh, Blackthorn! You know, Blackthorn. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing them make a StarCraft Ghost to finish. Oh yeah, fin- make an actual game. Ghost. Yeah, yeah, make a, a modern Call Duty teams and make them do it right. Like right, yeah. <laughs> No, but now that they're all part of one big group, if if the merger goes through, I want Raven Software to make a new Hexen, or at least Heretic 2, or Persu- make a remaster of Heretic. Huh? I've heard a lot of people say that. That's yeah. like one of the first games that, that people mention, and the, one of the first teams that they'll mention is Ravensoft. Yeah, Raven just the experts at like doing weird things with shooters and they keep trying with call of duty, but like call of duty still kind of just like grounded and like, what, what are they going to do? Right. But like, yeah. And it might be, it might also be like you said too, they might be limited in what they're allowed to do. They might have some ideas, but they might be limited as far as, you know, what they're allowed to do, especially mm-hmm. since it being a franchise moneymaker the way it is. I would, I do would like, I do would like, Jesus shit. Um, I would like to see an actual port of World of Warcraft onto like a different version of it. I don't care. It doesn't have to link up with the other, the PC version. It could be just its own thing. And then maybe they revise a little bit the combat and like make it with controllers. But I would love to see that series jump on a console officially or that, not series, but that game. Spread out to like a different iteration of it, you mean? Yeah, just like a tiny bit different because, uh, and then make like the combat work better with a, a controller, right? Right. And I think that would 
they don't have to do, all they have to do is rework that part. They wouldn't have to rework anything else, right? Because like the game world there is great, and like all the content that's in it is amazing, and like there's just so much stuff to do now. People could just dive in there. Um, but I would like to see that because I want to just I want to see them try to do it. I think it's interesting. Trying you know, to adapt fun fact, that. Fun fact about a uh, prototype: it um it only became what it is now because. Um, they didn't have the license anymore for, uh, or couldn't afford the license anymore for um, Hulk Ultimate uh, Destruction, and so they decided to to keep the whole engine and everything and re um, and re uh, what's the word re envision it. I guess am I saying that right? Revision, revise it. I guess. Somebody's gonna help me out with this. Was that again? Re envision. Yeah. Re envision. That's what I said. Yeah. Re envision. I need you guys help. But anyway, so <laughs> that's where they got the uh, idea for that. And I just don't like the whole aspect of having to eat people to continue on. I was like, eh, it's just, eh, to me, it just makes sense. If you, if it was some chemical you had to keep getting, but, you know, grabbing people off the street, it was like, it's just lazy to me. But as far as fun is concerned, it was it was fun, you know. But that's where it came from, though. The Hulk Ultimate Destruction. It will. Oh my God, that's still one of my favorite games of all time. I, it, Chosen pops in and sat there and said, "Yes, I talked to my uncle, who's a senior me- member at Xbox, and this is already happening." And I'm asking prototype, and then he goes, oh, I'm "Yeah, I'm wait, like, wait, oh, wait, be specific." <laughs> damn it, because he was sitting there saying Guitar Hero that. That that is one I I really had a lot of a lot of fun with that game, man. That and uh, Rock Band. Uh, I just don't know how could it work because last time they came back, last time Rock Band tried to make another splash, right? I think that was what right at the very end of or right at the beginning of the PS4 gen, right? Right. Uh, they they tried to come back. Up. Yeah, it was. I don't know if that was the last release, but I remember Guitar Hero Live. Was one? Yeah, it was PS4. Yeah, I see it. it. Yeah, so yeah. those apparently both of those bombed like hard, wow. like yeah. hard, completely. It cost them so much money in all that damn stock, and like all mm-hmm. the company, like GameStop's, like you got to buy all this back. We don't need this. And like what? Wow. Ooh, didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what? The game was a master uh piece that I think people slept on really, really hard is uh freaking uh guitar smith. That game Ooh, yeah. literally teaches you how to play a guitar. Yeah. I love that game. I still have it. I've actually rebought it. It had a remaster I think or something like that. And I went and bought it again so that way I could just have it on the um the drive. I don't have to put the disc in anymore. But um to me that's a very <clears throat> underrated, underappreciated uh, teaching tool, I guess you could say, also, but you literally do learn how to play guitar with it. Nice. Uh, I always thought about that. Rocksmith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's going to do it for us tonight. Uh, because the unfortunate part is, is I have to go to work because of rain. <laughs> um, Alex, we got to get you back because there's just. There's still more to talk to you about. <laughs> um, yeah, it's no problem for another time. You know? Yeah, we'll we'll work on something. Uh, the great producer that I have on the, the show, B, uh, he can get in contact with you. I'll contact you, that kind of thing. 
Um, but um, uh, I'll start with you. Where can everybody uh, find you on the socials? Um, is there anything that you'd like to, you know, plug game wise or anything like that? Or you know, nothing like inside specific, food? but for my for my Twitter, it's just at sin by games. And uh, you know, if you want to talk to me uh, through other like uh, through the PSN or Xbox or anything of like that, or even Discord, it's the same. It's all sim by games, and all my stuff is on my Twitter. So, follow him, people. Catch him into uh, the spaces that uh, Mister Bushido and Inferno are in a lot. Um, I saw bees uh, pop up this morning while I was freezing my butt in a uh, garage. So, um, but yeah, check check him out. Follow him. Um, triple. I'm gonna just go from the bottom up. Triple. Where can everybody find you and check out your uh- stuff? Uh, yeah, you can find me, uh, Triple Combo Gaming, YouTube, uh, Twitter, uh, Twitch as well. Uh, on Twitter, it's just at T-Combo Gaming. Uh, put out a video discussing the uh, Activision acquisition, So, and hopefully you have another video by the end of the month. So, yeah, that's where I'll be. Everybody, check out his stuff, you know? Thumbs up, whatever, and that stuff. Subscribe to him. Don't maybe not listen to Cali Rex, you know, that kind of thing, so... Uh, <laughs> Retro, where can everybody find you? And are you going to be uh, uh, plug your uh, GT uh, site too? Going on for tomorrow then. Retro? Oh no. We lost. Well, him. the only thing I got in mind is uh, I got a few things I've uh, I got working and stewing in the pot. B, you go ahead. He's... What happened to that? <laughs> Technical problem. Oh, he's back. He's back. Oh, okay. There you go. Uh, where, yeah, tell everybody where they can find you and, and plug your uh, your GT uh, league. Oh, well, the, the league's for Gran Turismo 7. We're going to be um, talking to that closer to release. The GT sports stuff's just for fun. We're just getting groups of people together and, you know, trying to have a laugh uh, before we set things up. But everybody's welcome. Um, you can find me um, on Twitter at the Family Man Gamer. Um, if you want to catch me on PSN or Xbox Live, my my names are in the uh, bio. So you can catch me. Mr. Bushito? Yeah, the same thing on the Twitter streets. Mr. Bushito and Seven. And Seven is for Mass Effect stuff, you know. But yeah, yeah. And then everything else with Gamertag is the same thing. Mr. Inferno. You can find me in the club. I'm messing with you. Um, you can find me on Twitter, lurking in the streets. Remember those days. Uh, Twitter spaces. Um, I'm addicted. I just like interacting and listening to people for some reason. Um, Mr. Underscore Inferno XOPSX. You can find me there. Uh, similar things for Xbox. It's the just XO for Xbox and PSX for my uh, PlayStation. So, we'll be seeing you guys. Uh, the only thing I'm going to plug is this. Uh, Sunday, um, join Retro, myself, Supergirl, Private Pile, which they both have COVID. Uh, so, who knows? They, they might be, you know, they might not even be on. might just be you and me, Retro, and Kaylee. Uh, we have a special guest. Kaylee is going to be uh, joining us and... 
can only imagine how much um, te- technical difficulties we're going to be having on Sunday. Why this show doesn't have it, I don't know. But that show has nothing but technical difficulties. So, but check us out on Sunday at 11 o'clock if you want to laugh. Um, <clears throat> we do not take anything seriously. That's all I got to say on that. And there's a lot of sound effects, cursing, and sexual content on that show. Anyway, uh, that's it. That's that's all I got for tonight. Uh, I'm just pissed off because I got to go to work tomorrow. God damn it. <laughs> So, anything guys, Phil, man, I'm at work right now. Yeah, but I don't work Saturday. Don't get me started, Retro. I'm just. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> uh, I, I'm right there with you, Alex. I am right there with you. I got to yeah, clean it. Mean, mean people, man. Mean, mean people. But I will say <laughs> this I will be wearing my new Crocs on Sunday. We're going to let this go. And Goodbye. And then. <laughs> Uh, have a good night, everybody. Have a good weekend, and we'll see you guys next Friday. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye. Thank you, Alex. Uh, Take care, yeah. man. No one likes more, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> I made sure.